Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Earn Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Profit, coming to you live from Wichita, Kansas. And with me, as always, I have Johnny Bowen from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum and Podcast Communication Center. Well, today we have a special guest with us. We have Greg Sullivan. How are you, Greg? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate you joining us. So uh, can you tell us a little bit? So are you, uh, are you the owner or president? Uh, you have a couple of teams. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am uh, owner and uh, president of both teams, and uh, it's a busy job. We've been bringing <laughs> on new people in the off season to kind of help with that because you know you can't be in two places at once. Really, it just kind of works out where they're often not playing home games on the same days, so I will be like at probably twice as many home games as I was last year. So that's really good, but just all the other stuff you have to do getting ready for the season, it was it's good to be bringing on some extra hands. So you're probably more known, or at least the team that's been existing, as the Carolina Disco Turkeys, and then starting this year, I think for the first time, is the Uwari Wampus Cats. That's both your teams now, correct? That's right. Well, one of the first segments, Greg, we like doing is talking about what hats we have on. So can you tell everybody what hat you have on today? Yeah, I tried to go as close to neutral as I could. So I've got our <laughs> other team, which is kind of, uh, at least last year, it was more of like a split squad opponent for the Disco Turkeys. You know, we we bring in some guests and stuff to put on this team. You know, I'd like eventually to have some celebs and former Disco Turkeys, former Wampus Cats to play for these guys. Um, but it's the Winston-Salem Moravians. Um, it's a interlocking W and S and, you know, Winston-Salem, there's a few different brands and, and teams that make use of, you know, the W and the S, which historically Winston and Salem were once two, two different cities. Um, so the Winston-Salem Dash, the affiliated team in Winston-Salem, they, they have kind of a White Sox style W and S. There's a, a few different teams over the years that have done it different ways, but for the Moravians, it's, uh, Pretty cool. It's they've got kind of like an old school uh, Milwaukee Brewers gold W kind of interlocked with a with a big S. It's also kind of um, you know one thing Moravians as a group are known for are like Moravian stars, the Christmas decoration. The the actual W and S are kind of sort of meant to look like some of the material used in, to create those for the people that know what that is. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, it's a really sharp hat. I think it, did it just come out recently? Uh, the one you have on? Yeah, we, we had it. Um, obviously the team wore it last summer. Um, and we had it at some of our games when that team played, but it wasn't like something I think the general public was aware of. And, and then, uh, yeah, for, for some reason it kind of like, we put it online and, you know, I guess we kind of thought we'd said we'd had it. And, uh, but for whatever reason, yeah, a lot of people bought the hat like right before the holidays, I think, too. Um, and once to Salem, especially like, you know, obviously it's a group of people that are that exist year round. But for just the general population, I think people kind of associate Moravian culture with Christmas time and stuff like that. There's a historic section of Winston-Salem. It's called Old Salem. It used to be called Salem. People go take Christmas photos and stuff like that, holiday photos, because it's all these like 1700s buildings and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And Mr. Bullen, what hat do you have today? In, in honor of our guest, uh, I have a disco ball here in the uh, museum. You might hear the sweet sounds of the Bee Gees behind me. I'm uh, not wearing any polyester. And, and probably after we get through recording, we'll go watch Saturday Night Fever again. 
but in honor of our our guest, I've got a nothing could be finer than some Carolina disco turkeys. So I'm rocking my disco turkeys dad hat tonight here at the Disco Tech. There we go. And I might be the only one of the three of us that actually remembers the 70s from my childhood. Yeah, we're just we're just we're just in a disco groove tonight here at the uh, museum. You were about in your 30s, about my age back in the 70s. Is that right, John? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes, I very, very much. So I was a baby boomer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, driving my Pinto. Uh, around town, uh, listening uh, to, like I said, the BGS, maybe a little uh, Captain and Tennille back in the day, a little Donna Summer riding around in my my Ford Pinto back in the seventies. And I am wearing a hat of the Charlotte Knights. It's about the closest I could get to the Winston Winston Salem area. So I was there in North Carolina last summer and got to see the Charlotte Knights. And this is actually, I guess, considered an old logo now. It's the black hat with the knight on it with the gold C. And then obviously now they've switched to more of the Carolina blue that's familiar kind of in that area. So I guess now this is an older style, but this the hat I have. I am actually wearing a Disco Turkeys t-shirt. Didn't get a chance to get a hat, but um, I did get to see the Disco Turkeys play last year. Uh, we went on the 4th of July. Um, the 4th of July, they were actually playing in High Point at, the, at Truist Point where the High Point Rockers play, and that's a beautiful stadium. Um, but because they were there, they didn't have, because I think the Disco Turkeys play typically at the Winston-Salem Dash Stadium. Is that right, Greg? That's right, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I they didn't bring over all the merchandise, so they didn't have the Disco Turkeys hat that I wanted in my size. So I eventually will work on getting that hat. But yeah, so I have the Disco Turkeys t-shirt. Funny little story. So they were playing the Moravians that game uh, on the 4th of July. And we were just kind of walking around, checking out High Point or Truist Point Stadium. And then one of my boys, all of a sudden, I looked down and he was out on the field playing catch. So he was <laughs> down there with the Moravians, you know, as they were warming up pregame. And one of the guys said, hey, you want to come play catch? So he's just out there playing catch pregame with them. And I thought that was the coolest thing that, you know, he got to bring him down on the field and play catch with some of the kids down there. So, um, but yeah, I did have the pleasure of getting to see the Disco Turkeys uh, last summer. Yeah, that was fun. I, I really like Truist Point as well. You know, it's it's uh, kind of the new school with like the turf facility. And uh, they're actually going to have a pro soccer team come into that facility, I think, in 2024. Uh, so they're doing a lot of exciting things kind of in, the, in another part of the triad. And uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll be playing some games and some other facilities this year as well with the Disco Turkeys, um, kind of like that. One thing is it, there's just a lot of cool facilities in the area. So that's one of the cool things about North Carolina, in my opinion. So we take advantage of it. Well, that's great. And Johnny, I know you did have, as we we're talking about hats here, I know you had a question for Greg. Oh, yeah. Just wanted because you guys have done such a great job with the Disco Turkeys with merchandise. I love the Moravians shirt and the hat that you're wearing tonight. It also ties in well uh, with some good Wesleyan history, Methodist history about the Moravians. But I won't jump into that category tonight. Wanted to ask, what uh, with the Wampus Cats, your newest team, uh, what can fans look forward to in terms of merchandise? I know you guys got a couple shirts out, a great dad hat already out. But what are some future plans for merchandise, Wampus Cats, and Disco Turkeys uh, for this season? Yeah, I think, you know, we're some of the things we've been thinking about are, are ways to, uh, you know, we've got some great logos, but just ways to play up the names of the teams because they're just 
you know, fun names. And I think a lot of baseball fans will see the logo and know what it is. But I think seeing the name Carolina Disco Turkeys or the name Uwari Wampus Cats might be something that plays out, you know, with the scripts as well. Um, so we've been thinking about that a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think we're looking at, you know, some new hats. As far as shirts for the Wampus Cats, you know, we like that we rolled out a, a camo, a vintage camo um, to start out. Really kind of plays to the kind of the woodsiness of the area. I mean, there's there's a, a big forest, you know, right to the east. There's a couple lakes right near the facility. Um, there's actually, there's actually guys, there's a creek, river I don't know. I mean, if it's a creek, it's a big creek. If it's a river, it's a small river. But it's right behind the outfield fence. And like we might have fishing tournaments before the games and oh and wow. It's cool. And there's like a little swamp area back there that we can we can maybe the guys can, you know, instead of playing catch on the field, you know, take the fans out to fish before the games. That'll be cool. One thing we we talked about with a previous guest and something I, I love to do, and I think it's really smart with the Moravians brand being there with Wake Forest, using those same colors that Wake Forest uses, you could wear one of those hats in your Wake Forest hoodie, T-shirt, golf shirt, keeping those same colors. We talked with Shane Boa, who works for the Syracuse Mets, about how Syracuse Mets, orange and blue, and orange and blue of Syracuse, and how you can kind of double brand a little bit with wearing wearing those colors there with what with Wake Forest being in Winston Salem. So I think that's very smart. Not not only does it look great, but also smart tying into those colors that are so popular there in that community with the university being there. Absolutely. I think I think especially like the hardcore baseball fans, depending on when you were airing here, you know, right now Wake Forest is I think they're sitting around number five, number six or something like that in the country with baseball going into the season here. And uh a lot of excitement. You know, Tom Walters got a good squad again and and think they're all excited so yeah any way we can connect with other fan bases in the area we've we've worked a lot with the hockey team the thunder carolina thunderbirds in town i think we all uh whatever we can do to kind of tap into the passion different fan bases have around us and greg i wanted to go back just a little bit so we talked about you know when i saw the disco turkeys last year playing the moravians so um, this summer, they're going to start playing. And I don't know, you know, as I was kind of reading a little bit about the Wampus Cats, the articles I was reading kind of tabbed them as a rival of the Disco Turkeys. So just tell us a little bit, kind of the thought process of bringing in a team, because it sounds like the Disco Turkeys and Wampus Cats will be playing each other quite a bit. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of why you decided you want to bring in another team that the Disco Turkeys can play. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, you know, I think we wanted another strong team in the region um, that, you know, as an independent, especially, it's just important to, you know, you build the, the relationships you can and find the good partners you can. But, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, you got to kind of do it yourself a little bit, you know, so it's uh, that's a lot of the logic there. I mean, the two the two cities are, you know, Albemarle, where you the URI Wampus Cats will be and uh, Winston-Salem, they're an hour and 10 minutes apart. So close enough where it's not a bad travel situation for either group. And then um, also far enough where we're not really recruiting the same players. Like we're pulling a lot of players um, for the Wampus Cats in the Charlotte metro area. Um, There's also just a lot of untapped areas in in that kind of side of Charlotte where where there's just homegrown talent. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. You know, when I, when I started, working in the early stages of, of the Wampus Cats, you know, I want I wanted them to 
play the disco turkeys a decent bit, but there was a little bit of like, you know, I hope we can make this team where it's good in year one so that it doesn't hurt the disco turkeys having them on the schedule. And that concern is no longer the coaching staff, the talent in the area has exceeded expectations to say the least. And it's, and it's almost like these guys are going to be playing tough, hard fought games from the gate. So I'm excited. And we had talked, you know, a little bit about the Disco Turkeys playing at the Winston-Salem Dash Stadium and then a, a little bit at Truist Point where the High Point Rockers play. Tell us a little bit about the Wampus Cats, uh, the stadium itself, and kind of where they're going to be playing their, most of their games at. Yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, we're we're very excited. It's a, it, And in a lot of ways, a different venture for us. You know, we're excited to take the lessons we've learned working with a lot of great facilities in the region we've you know in addition to playing some games at truist stadium in the last couple of years we've we've played at the danville otterbot stadium great people you know and then uh, we've played at truist point we played at hickory crawdads more more good people so like you know we've been seeing what other facilities do well and seeing what op- other operators do well and are really looking forward to really getting to kind of test out all these cool things in Albemarle we are pretty much running the show um you know we've got a lease with the city for multiple years um it's a a long-term partnership and really working closely with them we're going to be selling concessions beer work you know just the the responsibilities and the facility are, are more than we've had in the past but but i think it's a really good thing for our players the facility is not a huge stadium it's a city park but it's been used for uh there was a junior college team the stanley community college eagles were playing there in the 2012-ish era so they've had you know that level of baseball some college baseball in the past in the facility it's a little smaller it's not like a 405 foot fence you know it's more like 365 but it's big enough um should make for kind of excitement you know some good offense Kind of the same with the seating. It's it's not, you know, this huge seating situation, but but it's big enough. There's bleachers. We're going to be adding in some tabletop seating for especially for like our season ticket holders and sponsors. Uh, we're adding some picnic areas with the city, really kind of working with the city as a partner to renovate it and get to use our imagination. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the fans and uh, really passionate baseball community you know we're expecting to have to like bring in some extra seats and stuff for the first couple of home stands and just in anticipation because there's definitely a lot of excitement down there it's not only do you have a county that doesn't have any pro teams in it but the county to the east and the county to the south are also counties that don't have any teams of their own in the summertime really so like we're expecting to be a regional hub really are like trying to build the infrastructure, make it a cool environment and uh, make it a, just an experience for everybody. Mm, that sounds awesome. I can't wait till the, the ballpark opens up and hopefully uh, you get big crowds going on. You did mention you're going to obviously sell concessions and beer. One of the things I liked, I got the Disco Turkeys. I guess it's kind of a co-branded beer with a local brewery. So I don't know if the Wampus Cats are going to do anything like that, but I always enjoy when a, a team puts like the team logo on a beer and they usually partner with a local brewery to do some type of a, a branded beer like that. I th- think that's always really cool. Yeah, we had we had a lot of success with Fiddle and Fish and Winston-Salem um, doing that this past year. And they work 
you know, not only are they big in Winston-Salem, but they, they work with the Rockers too. So we were, you know, with the game you were at, you're able to get beer in that stadium from them as well. And it's artful design incorporates uniform elements from the team and all of that. But yeah, we'd love to do something like that in Albemarle and or just in that area in North Carolina. They, they've been growing these situations in a few different cities around here where, um, they're called social districts where you can carry a, a drink, you know, out of a bar and you know, kind of like in Savannah or New Orleans. So they've added a social district for Albemarle. There's a new brewery opening, opening downtown for the first time, I think. And, uh, you know, there's some other ones in the area as well. And uh, in just North Carolina in general is just known for its uh, craft brewery scene and, you know, certainly want to be around for all the action. Greg, one of the segments we do is the profit and loss and the profit is just something you've gained or earned, whether that's by being a fan of baseball in general or that because you work in baseball, any gain or profit you can think of. Yeah, I think, you know, I always just kind of enjoy, you know, I think I enjoy a good crowd at a game, you know, just feeling like you're part of an experience, like a walk off win and you hear the kind of roar of the crowd and you're like, oh, I was a part of that, you know, making that happen, even if I wasn't the one making the big play or whatever. And then uh, kind of along the same lines, like, you know, I always like the end of the year a little bit, you know, because the players will say, oh, man, I had a good time, you know, and thanking the staff and stuff. And we kind of realize, oh, we enjoyed it, too, you know, and, you know, some of the guys will get to see again and some will move on to, you know, whether it's a another team or the pros or whatever. So lots of good memories, I think, is is the is the profit. I love that. Well, then on the flip side, the reverse side is a loss, uh, whether you had a favorite player or a team growing up, you know, maybe lost a championship, any loss you can think of baseball related? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was a Braves fan as a kid. So like, I, I do remember kind of taking it pretty hard when the when like Herbeck pulled Ron Gann off the bag and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> the 91 World Series, 92 World Series, I could name a few others. And you know, I think they lost about six when I was a kid. So, but the the young the younger years, like that, the first couple of them stung until you know when they won one. Then then you know ninety six, ninety eight, and some of those you still don't want to see them lose, but you at least had a had a taste of victory. So those first couple stung. <laughs> Definitely. I just wanted to ask now with the Wampus Cats and the Disco Turkeys. Uh, where's your uh the pool of players coming from? Is it college players? kind of semi-pro players how do you guys get the players for both of these teams yeah they're they're summer collegiate players so you know for us we try to be local and regional when we can part of that was organic like you know our our first year we were still in a it was still a little bit of an uncertain time with the covid situation so being in a healthcare city like winston-salem we aired on the side of well, we don't know what that's going to be like. We don't know what kind of situation we're asking families to to sign up for. Um, so that, that first year, by necessity, we we played it a little cautious there, and uh, but we kind of really liked it because we ha- we found out we had some really good players that were within an hour's drive. Um, Winston Salem has some. A lot of the bedroom communities like Kernersville, Clemens, um, a lot of good players, and that was definitely a piece of selecting. Albemarle as well. Um, just the proximity, you know, to so many really good baseball communities where we'd be the closest competitive team they could play for. And then also some proximity to Charlotte as well. Um, there's just, you know, there's, there are a couple good teams 
also there, but there's probably more good players than good teams, you know. That's that's interesting. So it is both teams will be collegiate players this summer. That's right. And yeah, and you know, yeah, we, we've just had a, a lot of success with finding good players. And I think the big thing for us, lots of reasons to go local for us, but I think also um the fan you you just you get so many people that want to see, oh, I, you know, he played you know, I watched him play in high school when he's on their team. And, and we just, we get that kind of extra couple hundred people coming out because of those kind of connections, you know? So that's, that's been big. And I, I think in a community like Albemarle, you know, that's going to be important. So we've got, it's close to Pfeiffer, um, the, the college down there. And so got, a, I know we got a couple of those guys coming and um, some Wingate guys coming. So we've got some, uh, colleges represented that people connect to and uh that's important and just local ties so i think we've we're just lucky in north carolina to have some good players in our backyard oh yeah definitely um and then as you know you'll get family as well you know to support these young guys and you know aunts uncles grandma grandpa mom dad sisters girlfriend you know the whole so i think that is absolutely uh, brilliant in, in, in keeping it local and something that those fans, like you said, can rally around that that's their team because they know these young men and they're, you know, the, the sense of community that's so strong with minor league baseball, with, with the collegiate wood bat leagues and things like that. They really are community like minor league baseball was decades ago mm-hmm. before the affiliation system and that has been in place for so long when it was local guys playing on the local team that everybody knew those guys. Yeah. And so to me, this is kind of a rebirth of what minor leagues were decades and decades ago. Uh, I love the system that you've got in place with these two teams and playing independent and, and bringing this baseball to those communities. I uh, just absolutely love it. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Well, Greg, we just really appreciate you coming on. It's been an absolute blast having you on. I know the Carolina Disco Turkeys have a pretty big social media presence, so I'm assuming the Wampus Cats, as they start going, will be on there just as much. And we have a little Twitter friend community, and I know a lot of people love following along and you know get responses from the Disco Turkeys. So do you have the socials of both the Wampus Cats and the Disco Turkeys that you can share with everybody? Yeah, it's uh, at Disco Turkeys, and that's... Uh that's across everything you know our our website for the wampus cats is uh wampuscatsbaseball.com as far as everything else it's uh at go wampus cats g-o-w-a-m-p-u-s-c-a-t-s we went with the traditional spelling of wampus cats there's a couple lesser (laughs) variations And yourself, do you have any social media that you're typically on that anybody can follow you? I try to kind of stay in the background, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I got to admit, I am on social media quite a bit with the teams, you know, and yeah. that kind of, I think if I had an active one on my own, I'd probably eat the rest of my life away, you know. <laughs> but I do enjoy the fans. Very understandable. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, make sure you get into North Carolina, go see the Wampus Cats play, go see the Disco Turkeys play. I had an absolute blast getting to see the Disco Turkeys play last year. It's a lot of fun. So make sure everybody gets out if you get a chance and go see both teams. And Greg, just thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you follow both teams on social media and then also follow us. We're at Earned Fun Average. Average is AVG. We're on both Instagram and Twitter. Greg, just thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Johnny.
Good talking Thank to you guys. Time tonight. Mr. Bowen, would you take us out, sir? Sure. America, lower your standards. Average is what these guys do best and boogie down tonight, disco style. 